The depths of evil knows no bounds, but when it seeps through the crevices of a family home, the horrors within are that which would shake you to your very core. This is the case of Fred and Rosemary West. Trigger warnings, essay, bestiality, R word, incest and DV. Welcome back detectives to another episode of the Shit Detective podcast. Today we are going to discuss the depravity that was Fred and Rose West and the monstrosities that occurred in number 25 Cromwell Street. But I warn you, this is a very heavy case. So if you aren't in the mindset to listen to the triggers listed in the trigger warning, then please look after yourself and we hope to see you in another episode. Now without any further delays, let's dive right in with the background. Let's begin with Fred West. He was born in the small town of Much Markle in Herefordshire. He was the second born child of six children. His parents were Walter Stephen West and Daisy Hannah Hill. Fred reported that there was essay of various kinds, which was a very common occurrence in the household. He claimed that his father had sexual relationships with his daughters and even taught him peace and even taught him bestiality. For those that don't know, that's having sexual relations with animals. As well as this, it has been suspected that Fred's mother also essayed Fred, which may have started when he was around 12. However, Fred never admitted to this, and it's never been confirmed, just like the stories about his father haven't been. Fred also claimed that he had also engaged in incest and had even impregnated one of his sisters. But again, this has never been confirmed. However, despite Fred's claims, some say he appeared like any other young boy growing up. His aunts said he had, quote, always been such a nice boy, end quote. And a neighbour described him as, quote, a bit cheeky, a bit mouthy, but that was the way these kids were, end quote. Despite all this, Fred and his mother are reported as being very close. His mother is described as having been obese and would dress unattractively. It's reported that when he was physically punished for doing badly in school, his mother would often go to his school in person to shout at the teachers for doing so. Reportedly, Fred was his mother's favourite child. When he was at school, he showed some aptitude at woodwork and art. Fred left school aged 15, pretty much illiterate and got his first job as a farmhand. At age 17, he was in a motorcycle accident, which left him comatose for a week. Following this, he had to have an operation to insert a metal plate into his head. He had also broken one of his legs so badly that it was left permanently shorter than the other. After the motorcycle accident, he developed a horrendous temper and often experienced violent outbursts. Two years later, Fred would injure his head again when he stuck his hand up a girl's skirt and in response she pushed him down a fire escape at a local youth club. At age 19, he was convicted of molesting a 13-year-old girl who was a friend of the family, but didn't serve any jail time for this because his doctor claimed he suffered from epileptic fits as a result of his head trauma. Following this, he went to live with his sister and was disowned by most of his family. Fred went on to get a job in construction, 
but was fired because it was discovered he had been stealing from the workplace. It is reported that at this time he was also discovered having sex with minors. At age 21, his family allowed him back into their lives, and so he moved back to and so he moved back to Much Markle. It was here that he resumed a romantic relationship with his ex-girlfriend, Catherine Rena Costello. When they had first dated, Rena was a petty thief, but had moved on to prostitution. At the time, Rena was already pregnant with a Pakistani man. Fred and Rena got married and kept the child. Fred had Rena write to her parents saying that the baby had died in childbirth and that her child, a baby girl that she had named Charmaine Carroll, was adopted in order to explain why the baby was half Asian. The couple got married in November in a whirlwind romance, considering they had only gotten back together two months prior. They then moved to Scotland. It's reported that Fred would demand sex from Rena daily, but he wasn't too interested in, quote, regular sex. In July 1964, the couple had a daughter, which they named Anne-Marie. Their marriage was very rocky throughout. Fred worked as an ice cream truck driver, which gave him plenty of access to available young women. However, their life in Scotland would come to an end when Fred accidentally ran over a four-year-old boy. The accident wasn't his fault, but even so, Fred and the family moved to Gloucester with Isa McNeil, who cared for the children Anna McFall, who was a friend of Rena's. While at Gloucester, Fred would get a job at a slaughterhouse. It is thought by some researchers that the profession in the slaughterhouse may have catalyzed his morbid obsession with death, mutilation and dismemberment. The unhappy marriage would finally collapse and Costello returned back to Scotland alone. However, she returned in July 1966 because she missed her daughter. Upon her return, she discovered that Fred had already started a relationship with McFall. McFall became pregnant with Fred's child in 1967 and tried to convince Fred to divorce Costello. However, she didn't anticipate his violent response, which we will cover later. Costello would finally leave Fred and left their children with him. Following the death of his mother, Fred started committing a lot of petty thefts and jumped between jobs. It was while working as a bakery truck driver that he would meet his future wife and accomplice, Rosemary Letts. Now to introduce Rosemary. She was born in Devon, England in 1953 into a very troubled and abusive household. Her father, Bill Letts, had paranoid schizophrenia and her mother, Daisy, received electroconvulsive therapy as a treatment for severe depression while she was pregnant with Rosemary. Her father was prone to violent behaviour and served the role in the family as a terrifying dictator. As a child, Rosemary was essayed by her father and was often teased because she wasn't very bright and was a bit overweight. Her response to this was to aggressively attack her bullies. She became more sexually active as a teenager and at one point was caught getting into bed with another one of her younger brothers and fondling him. Her father's rules prevented her from dating boys her own age and thus she pursued relationships with older men where she lived. One of these men took advantage of her and R-worded her. At age 15, her mother had finally had enough of her husband's abuse and so she took Rosemary and moved in with one of her adult daughters. After this, Rosemary spent mo even more time with male companions 
but later in the same year Rosemary moved back in with her father. She would then meet Fred West, who was 12 years her senior. Despite the way he had treated Rosemary throughout her life, her father strongly objected to her seeing Fred. He even went to the trailer park where Fred lived with his two daughters and threatened him. Fred did several stints in jail for thefts and failures to pay fines for the previous offences while they were together. Rosemary became pregnant with his child despite this, a girl they named Heather. While he was in prison, she would care for his children on her own. However, due to her own temper problems and resentment regarding having to care for the children that weren't her biological children, she treated her stepdaughters appallingly, and we will go in more depth later. Despite them getting married on January the 29th, 1972, Fred would encourage Rosemary to have sex with the men for Minnie and for Finn. He would watch her do this through a peephole. Fred would also take erotic photos of Rosemary and posted them in Swinger magazines as advertisements for prostitution. They had another daughter together, Mae West, in June 1972. They moved into 25 Cromwell Street to make room for their expanding family and Rosemary's business. Rosemary continued to work as a prostitute from their home, with a room fitted with peepholes for Fred to use and a red light outside that they would like to tell the children not to enter. Over the next few years, Rosemary would give birth to seven more children. Of those children, only three of them were fathered by Fred. It's speculated that one of the children may have been conceived by Rosemary and her own father, who, despite giving her giving birth to her fourth child, continued to engage in incest with her. The other three were of mixed race and were all fathered by her clients. Louise was born in 1978, Barry was born in 1980, Rosemary Jr. followed in 1982, and Lucianne in 1983. It was at 25 Cromwell Street that they would carry out their R-words and murders. It's that time again where I'm going to give you last week's true crime quiz question. So gather round, detectives, and let's find out if you got it right. As a recap, 19th century murderer Manuel Blanco Romanza said was said to be Spain's first serial killer. He confessed to 13 murders and was convicted of 9, but denied responsibility on the grounds that he had a curse that had turned him into which mythical creature? A. A werewolf B. A vampire or C. Al Coco The answer was A. A werewolf So it's time to buy yourself a special little treat so you keep promising yourself but keep saying in your basket because you deserve it. Roman Santa was known by two nicknames the first was the Werewolf of Ares, and the second nickname was the Tallow Man, because he rendered his victims fat to make soap. If you got the answer right, let us know by smashing the like button and stay tuned for this week's True Crime Quiz question later in the episode. Now let's move on to... The Crime So earlier we mentioned that in 1967, McFall fell pregnant and tried to convince... Fred to divorce Costello. Well, his response to this was to her. Well, his response to this was to murder her, dismember her body, and bury her, which is why we said we would cover it later. He cut off her fingers and toes, 
and buried her near the caravan park where he lived. It is suspected that in January 1968, Fred killed again when 15-year-old Mary Bastholm disappeared from a bus stop, but this was never confirmed. Summer 1971, Rosemary snapped and murdered 8-year-old Charmaine, Fred's daughter. Her fingers and toes were severed and her body was buried by Fred under their kitchen floor. Since Fred was in prison at the time of the murder, it's possible that her body was hidden by Rose until his release. Costello disappeared in August 1971 when she came looking for Charmaine. When her body was found, it was discovered that her fingers and toes had also been cut off, which has led people to suspect that Fred was her killer. She was buried in the same general area as Fred's first victim, McFall. Fred fitted out the cellar at number 25 as a torture chamber and, horrifically, his daughter Anne-Marie became well acquainted with it. She was horrendously and brutally R-worded by her father while her stepmother held her down and it was a regular occurrence for the poor child. Fred and Rose threatened her with beatings if she ever so much as whispered about her ordeal to anyone. In 1972, they hired 17-year-old Caroline Owens as a nanny, they incarcerated her, stripped her and R-worded her, but despite the threats made by the West that she would be killed and buried in the cellar, Owens managed to escape and reported her ordeal to police. Charges were brought against the West, but incredibly, even though Fred already had an existing criminal record of a sexual nature, he was able to convince a 1973 court magistrate that Owens had consented to the brutal activities. Due to the trauma she had endured, Owens was unable to give testimony. The West escaped justice and were merely fined. At the time, Rose was pregnant with their first son, Stefan, who would be born in August. Over the years, they would go on to our word and murder Linda Goff, Lucy Parrington, Juanita Mott, Three Sainzala, Alison Chambers, Shirley Robinson, and 15-year-old schoolgirls Caroline Cooper and Shirley Hubbard. Each of them endured brutal sexual attacks before being murdered, dismembered and buried in the cellar into 25 Cromwell Street. I'm just going to put in a little insert here to apologise if I've mispronounced any of those names. It's reported that the children were aware to some extent of the horrific activities occurring in the house. However, Fred and Rose exercised strict control over them. Fred's sexual interest in his own daughters continued after Anna Marie moved out to live with her boyfriend. He simply moved his attention to her younger siblings, Heather and May. Heather resisted Fred's attention and told her friends about the goings-on in 1987. Her parents' response to this was to murder and dismember her before burying her in the back garden during which they forced their son, Stefan, to help with digging the hole. However, the West's cruel and vicious sex acts didn't always result in murder, and due to the sheer number of attacks, it was inevitable that their depravity would be exposed. In August 1992, the investigation began, and originally, what was found was pornography and clear evidence of child abuse, but what would be unco uncovered would shock the nation. Gather around, detectives. 
it's that time in the episode where we are going to give you this week's true crime quiz time question. Get your detective hats and let's see if you know the answer to the following question. Former teacher who murdered at least 52 in Russia, even eating some of his victims in a killing spree that lasted over a decade. He was able to keep killing for so long because Soviet authorities refused to believe serial murder was possible under communism. He was convicted in 1992 and executed with a single gunshot to the head. What's the name of the killer that this profile belongs to? If you think you know the answer, then let us know in the comments section below. If you're listening to us on YouTube or TikTok, then click that subscribe button so that you don't miss next week's episode when we give you the answer. Now, let's get back to the case and discuss... The Victims So having discussed the horrendous crimes of the West, Let's take a moment to focus a bit and discuss about the victims and who they were. Anne McFall was the first victim, so we will talk about her first. She was born in Scotland, where she spent most of her life. After leaving school, she worked in a knitwear factory in Glasgow before she moved to the Gloucester area. She was the nanny to Fred's children from his first marriage to Catherine Costello. Fred's West biographer, Geoffrey Wansall, wrote that McFall flirted relentlessly with West according to him. It's reported that Miss McFall was a naive young woman as she lived with Fred in his caravan, became his lover during one of the periods when Costello was away. She was pregnant with Fred's child when she disappeared in May 1967. Her remains, alongside those of her unborn child, were discovered in a field at Kempley near Muchmarkle, Herefordshire. Catherine Costello, Fred's first wife and second victim, was born in Scotland. It is reported that she had a strong personality. One soul claimed that she was more than a match for Fred. She has been described as a tough and manipulative woman. She had left Fred West in 1969 amid reports of DV and SA. Her friends and family lost contact with her in 1971. She was 26 years old at the time of her murder. Her remains were found at a field in Kempley, close to where Anne McFall was buried. Then there was her sweet, eight-year-old daughter, Charmaine, who disappeared in 1971. It's reported that she hated Rosemary with a passion and had been a rebellious little girl. Her body was found beneath the kitchen window at the couple's previous home. Linda Goff attended the local primary school, school in Gloucester and then enrolled in a private school in Midland Road. She lived with her family and later worked as a seamstress. She became friendly with the lodgers at the West Home and it is thought that she had sex with some of them. Apparently, just like Anne, Linda was naive as well. She was 19 years old when she vanished in April 1973 and her parents reported her missing. Her remains were found in the garage, which had been converted into a bathroom at the couple's residence. Caroline Cooper was born in Luton, Bedfordshire, and later lived in Oh my god. And later lived in Worcester. She went by the name Kaz when she was alive. So we will refer to her as Kaz. 
She disappeared in November 1973 and at the time she was staying at the Pine Children's Home. She had been granted permission to spend the week with her grandmother but disappeared after boarding a bus back home after a night out on the 10th of November 1973. Extensive inquiries were made into Kaz's disappearance but West Mercia officers were unable to locate her. Eventually, Kaz's remains were found buried in the cellar at 25 Cromwell Street. Detectives concluded that she had been picked up by the murderous couple while she was hitchhiking. Lucy Partington was born in St Albans and then moved to the Bishop's Cleave. She was described as clever and a much-liked woman. She was attending Exeter University when on December the 20th, 1973, she returned home for Christmas. Just two days later, she disappeared after leaving a friend's house. She was 21 years old at the time of her disappearance. It's believed that the West picked her up when she was waiting for a bus to her home in Gretton near Winchcombe. Her mother reported her missing to the police and a massive search ensued. Mr. Wansall has said that it is her case that is often seen as the one that attracts the most anger. She was from a middle class household and had only recently converted to Catholicism at the time of her murder. Her remains were discovered underneath the floor at the of the cellar at 25 Cromwell Street. I'm going to butcher her last name, so I'm just going to call her Therese. Was Swiss born? and was a 21-year-old student at a London college. She left school at the age of 16 and continued her education. She studied a diploma in secretarial studies. It's thought that she came to England in the early 70s in order to continue her studies. She worked in a ballet shop in the Swiss Centre in Leicester Square at the weekends and is described as being petite with mousy blonde hair. She disappeared at Easter in 1974 while hitchhiking to Ireland to visit a friend who was a priest. Unfortunately, she never arrived at her destination. It's believed that she was well used to hitchhiking and it's reported that she had boasted to friends that she could look after herself well. The Metropolitan Police investigated her disappearance for two years with no success. Her remains were found under the cellar floor of the West Home. Then, there was the youngest of the victims to be found at Cromwell Street, Shirley Hubbard. She was just 15 years old when she went missing. She was born in Birmingham and was initially given the name Shirley Lloyd, though she was also known as Shirley Owen. When she was just two years old, her parents separated and she was taken into care. In 1972, Shirley decided that she wanted to change her name and be referred to as Shirley Hubbard but her name was never officially changed. She attended Droitwich High School and when she went missing, she was undergoing work experience at Debenhams in Worcester. On the 14th of November, 1974, she left work and it's believed that she was traveling home when she disappeared. She was reported missing, but no trace of her was found. Fred West's biography described her as pretty, spirited and vulnerable. Eventually, she would be discovered under the floor of the cellar. 
Juanita Mott was born in 1957. She attended school in Gloucester and left school in 1972 to take up a number of, of short-term jobs in the city. She was described as a rebellious, difficult and strong-willed young woman, but also attractive and outgoing. She left her address in Newent in April 1975 at the age of 18 and it is believed that she was travelling to Gloucester. However, the day before a friend's wedding, she disappeared, though it wasn't reported to the police. Her family did contact the Missing Persons Bureau and the media. Her remains were also found in the cellar. Shirley Ann Robinson was born in Leicestershire and later she lived in both Germany and the West Midlands. She was lodging with Fred and Rosemary West when she became Fred's lover. According to Mr. Wonsall, she saw herself as Rose's replacement and it had been suggested that Rose told Fred Shirley had to go. Shirley Robinson was described as outward looking and rather worldly. She and Fred conceived a child and was approximately eight months pregnant when she disappeared in May 1978. Shirley's remains were located with her unborn childs in the garden of 25 Cromwell Street. Alison Chambers, known as Al or Ali, so we refer to her as Ali, was born in Hanover, West Germany. Her father was serving in the RAF when she was born. Later she moved to Swansea and at age 16 the rebellious teenager went to live in a children's home in Gloucester. It's claimed that she was known to be a frequent visitor to 25 Cromwell Street. She worked for a firm of solicitors under a youth training scheme and it was said by friends that she wanted constant attention. In 1979, shortly before her 17th birthday, she disappeared. She was reported missing to the Missing Persons Bureau and the police as an absconder from care. Her remains were discovered in the garden at 25 Cromwell Street. Finally, there was the firstborn child of Fred and Rosemary's union, Heather West. She was born in Gloucester on the 17th of October 1970. She was only 16 when she was murdered in 1987 and was the first victim whose body was uncovered at 25 Cromwell Street. It is believed that Heather was the last victim of the West. Prior to 1972, when they moved to Cromwell Street, Heather had lived with her family in Midland Road. Mr. Wansell said that she was barely as difficult and refused to cooperate with her father's plans. She and her sister would try to protect one another from their father and it's believed by Mr. Wansell that she had threatened to go to the police about her father. In his view, this is why she was murdered by her parents. She had just finished examinations at school when she went missing and her parents never reported her disappearance. However, they claimed to various people that they had. Her remains were located under the garden patio. We're going to leave it here for part one. In part two, we will be discussing the investigation, arrest and trial of the West, media coverage and more. So please do stay tuned for next week's episode. If you haven't already, click that subscribe button and press the little bell icon so you never miss an episode. And don't forget, if you like this episode, give it a thumbs up or rate us on Spotify or Amazon Music. And join us on our other social media platforms like TikTok, Threads, Facebook and Instagram. We hope to see all of you shit actives next week. Bye. Bye.